I'm Mark Tallman, and this is Ask KSB, where we try to answer some of the questions we hear about issues involving public education in Kansas. Today, we're going to be talking about non-instructional spending and programs in our public schools. The question that's been posed is, could public schools simply shift money from non-instructional programs to instruction, basically directly to teachers and teaching staff, and get better results that way without spending more money overall? The implication being that money is being wasted in other programs that could be better spent by redirecting. So to answer this, we wanted to see how Kansas compares to other states. And what we found is that Kansas already spends less on non-instructional programs than other states, and in fact spends much less than top achieving states. The highest achieving states in the country spend much more on non-instructional programs and instructional programs both. To make these comparisons, we look at how Kansas compares to all states. We look at our comparison to the top states on 15 measures of student success. We look at how Kansas compares to those states directly on our borders and other plain states in our regions, which basically would add Iowa, Minnesota, and the Dakotas. Peer states, which are those most like Kansas demographically, even though they're not necessarily close to us geographically. And then the states that have the worst student outcomes. Our source for this information on school spending uh, comes from the Public Education Finances Report. of the. It's a federal report from the National Center for Education Statistics and the U.S. Census Bureau. So let's look a little bit about specifically what these uh, other areas are, non-instructional functions. Let's start with general administration, which, by the way, is the lowest area of expenditure in all of these groups. Kansas spends $242 in the most, again, this was 2016 data to compare with other states, for the superintendent and office, for any of uh, costs associated with the Board of Education, and no, board members do not receive salaries, but there are staff and costs associated, legal expenses of the board. Kansas spends uh, less than the top performing states in this area, border plain states and our peers, and slightly more than the U.S. average and the lowest achieving states. It may be worth noting that that the states that have the highest outcomes for students also spend more on general administration than lowest achieving states. Next, let's look at school administration. Kansas spends about $583. That's about the same as border and plain states. It's less than all other groups, and this is the area that includes the principal and office staff, and they're responsible for everything from student discipline and activities uh, to the leadership and evaluation of teachers and all other building staff. The next area is student transportation, where Kansas spends about $400. Uh, some students and teachers are legally required to be transported. In other cases, it's provided for safety attendance and activities. And in this case, sp Kansas spends less per pupil than the average of all the other groups we're looking at. Operations and maintenance are those things associated with actually running the school building and the classroom. Everything from heat and light and air conditioning and, and cleaning to building maintenance and safety uh, costs. In this case, Kansas spends a little bit more, about $34 out of 1,000 border, than border and plain states, less than all other uh, states were compared to. Then in the area of instruction, Kansas spends a little less than $400 on an area that includes library and media centers, support for instructional technology, student testing, and one of the most important areas, continuing education or professional development for teachers and other staff. Kansas spending in this area is less than all other groups were compared to. Supporting students is a range of activities from counseling, health, 
nurses, social work, uh, attendants, and special ed programs like audiology, speech pathology, and other service. Kansas spending of about $519 is about the same as our border and plain states, less than all other groups that we're comparing to. And then the final area is food service, breakfast, lunch, snacks, summer programs, as well as all other services in the operating budget not listed. Biggest group would be central services like payroll, human resources, and purchasing. Here, too, at about $759, Kansas spends less than all of the comparison states we're talking about. Uh, In fact, if you put all these together, Kansas actually has the lowest total spending on non-instructional functions, um, less than uh, $4,000. Every other comparison group spends more, uh, and the highest spending group on non-instructional functions is actually the top achieving group of states. So finally, let's talk about the potential impact if schools were to make cuts in these areas. What would we feel? Number one, uh, likely districts would have to look at closing school buildings, because in many cases that would be the only way to reduce operational costs, operations, maintenance, and to some extent school staff. Uh, Second, districts could look at reducing counselors, mental health, and safety. That's basically where programs could be cut in the student support area. Cutting principles would mean less evaluation, less resources for things like discipline, bullying prevention, support for a range of student activities, not necessarily just sports, but all those other things that schools do that are not the responsibility of individual teachers. Another area of reduction would be professional development, which is not required, but I think most most people in organizations and businesses know continuing education is important to having a well-functioning uh, and efficient workforce. Libraries and technical support would be another area within the area of instructional support that could be reduced. Districts could make cuts in the area of transportation where they're legally allowed to do so, but much of that is focused on issues like student safety. More students would have to walk to school through dangerous routes or potentially affecting attendance in other areas. Then there's the area of food service support. Many districts do provide some transfer, some support for food service that is not covered by federal meal support or student fees. Cutting this area would have the effect of raising the cost of meals. And many districts are already struggling with getting, uh, uh, receiving money and collecting dollars for student uh, meals. We, we've talked a lot in the legislature, had a hearing on the issue of so-called food shaming, where basically districts have to struggle with what do you do if kids won't pay for their meals. This is part of what is supported now, could be reduced, it's likely to have an impact. And finally, district consolidation always comes up. But the most recent uh, school efficiency study pointed out that school consolidation saves very little money because to begin with, it's already the lowest area of non-instructional support. It's an area where there just aren't that many costs, but doing so would tend to result in likely further closing schools and having the accountability of the district farther away from our individual Kansas community. 
So we hope this has provided you some information. Um, if you want the details, you can read a blog on this at, at my blog, uh, the Tallman Blogspot or the Tallman Educational Report. It's probably an easier way to get there. Continue to follow KASB if you can through our news briefs and social media. And if you have questions you'd like us to answer, you can e- email me at mtallman at ksb.org, and I'd invite you to follow me on both Twitter and Facebook. Thank you for your interest. 